Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. All right, as I said, Nathan is the special speaker here tonight, so I know he's worked hard on this and he'll be a blessing. So open up your Bibles and Nathan, the rest of the time is yours. Am I on? Okay, I am. It is good to be able to be here today on a Wednesday night. Hey, it was warmer than I thought. I was, I was very happy about that. I know Colin probably isn't, but I sure am. I'm ready for summer to already come, already missing out on that. So I'm going to ask you all a question. Anyone have a friend? You know, just someone that pops up in your mind. First thing when you think of a friend. Got a friend? Well, through my... Uh, through my time, I was praying, and I was asking God, like, what do you want me to talk about? And he brought me to a point of talking about being a friend. And so I'm going to ask y'all to turn the Word of God to Matthew 26. If you can turn your Bibles there. Matthew 26, verse 47. If you are there, please say amen. Amen. All right, we'll start at verse 47. It says... And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves, from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same as he, hold him fast. And forthwith he came, and Jesus, he came unto Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? And when they, and then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. Then said Jesus unto him, Put up again thy sword into his place, for all they had, for all they that. Take the sword, shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot pray to my Father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled? That thus it be, must be. In that same hour, said Jesus to the multitudes, are ye come out as against a thief with swords and staves? For to take me, I sat daily with you, teaching in the temple. And ye laid no hold on me. But all this was done, that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. I'll pray and then we'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this great and wonderful day. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for the word of God, Lord. I thank you for what you've given me. Lord, I thank you for friends. I thank you for family. I thank you for what you've given us, Lord. And Lord, I just pray that I don't mess up uh, anything that I say about your word, Lord, that I don't screw it up, that I don't do anything wrong, Lord. 
Lord, I pray that uh, everyone will come out of here today learning something, Lord. And I just ask you for this in your wonderful name. Amen. So in this verse, we can see that there was something very interesting that I, when I said in the beginning about being a friend. And that was verse 50. It was after uh, verse 49, it says, For with he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master. And he kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend. There's the word, friend. Wherefore art thou come? And then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. This was when, this is the betrayal of Jesus. This is when Jesus was betrayed by Judas. And this was all in the Garden of Gethsemane in 33 AD. And Jesus, or Judas decided to betray Jesus. Why? Judas had greed. He had a major amount of greed. He wanted the 30 pieces of silver and he betrayed Jesus. And through this, we, um, through the, all this betrayal, Jesus called him friend. He called him friend. He knew that Judas would betray him, but yet he still called him a friend. Now you might say, well, Nathan, what, what, is, what is betray? What does betray mean? Well, the definition for betray is the opposition or harm that befalls someone at the hands of someone they trusted. Deliver up or hand over. Another one could be violation of a person's trust or even the treacherous exposing or deceiving of people by those they formerly trusted. All those had one thing in common, and that was the word trust. They trusted them. And yet they were, uh, but that yet you put the trust in them and they betray you. They go against you, they hurt you. The Greek word for this is pata didome. And that means, didome means to give, while para means along or beside, to give over, giving over someone to someone else, or you're turning over their trust in return for something that benefits you. So, for instance, they're going to betray you just so they can get benefits for them. They're going to hurt you in some way that that's, it's going to help them in the long run. They're going to be all the way up here, and you're going to be down there because all they wanted to do was benefit themselves. That's what Judas did. He wanted to benefit himself. He got 30 pieces of silver. He had the greed. He wanted it for himself. But yet Jesus called him friend. He loved him. He even said, someone's going to betray me. But Jesus called him friend. And he loved him. So I'm going to ask you to turn your Bibles uh, now to uh, John 15. John 15. John 15, verse 8, it says, Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, 
that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. So what's it mean to be a friend? Well, for point number one, a friend loves at all times. A friend loves at all times. When a friend brings you down, when a friend hurts you, you want to love them. You want to be there for them. Jesus loved Judas. He was there for him the whole time. We see in all these verses, it teaches us what it means to be a friend, to love one another. Verse 8, it, it says, Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. There it is, bear fruit. Witness to them. Be able to be there for them. Bear the fruit. Help them grow in Christ. Help them. Verse 9, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Verse 10, If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his. Uh, uh, verse 11, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Be joyful. You be joyful unto them. You love them no matter what. Verse 12, it says, This is my commandment, that ye love one another, as I have loved you. Jesus loves us all. He has loved us all at every point. He's never stopped loving us. He loves me. He loves you. He loves all of us. Out. Everyone in the world, he loves us. Verse 13, it says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man may lay down his life for his friends. So you might say, well, Nathan, that's, that's a pretty strong verse. It is. It's a verse that I really actually really think about. You want to have greater love, hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. I know some friends out there in the world that would lay down their life for me, that they would take, they, they would take a bullet for me. They'd be writing for me. They wouldn't even hesitate. They wouldn't even think about it. And they would take one for me. But I know for a fact that, I have, that we all have a friend, and we all have a friend near us. We all have a friend by us the whole time, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He's always been there. He's always our friend. He's always called us friend. You can only really have friends if you're friendly. But Jesus was friendly to all people. You might say, well, about the sinners. He was friends to the publicans and the sinners. He was friends to everyone. He was friends to everyone. Verse 14, it says, If ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Okay, there it is again. Ye are my friends. Verse 15, Henceforth I call you not the servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all my things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. 
Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. So he has chosen us that ye should go forth and bring forth fruit. There's the word, bring forth fruit again. And that your fruit should remain. Keep your fruit, that whatsoever ye shall ask of my Father in my name, he will give it to you. And then verse 17, once again, these things I command you, that ye love one another. That ye love one another. Jesus loved us, or he loves us. He loved Judas. He still loves Judas. He loves all of us. What it means to be a friend is to love at all times. So I'm going to ask you to now turn the word of God to Proverbs 17. Growing up, my family always told me a proverb a day keeps the pain away. So I loved hearing that. Proverbs 17, verse 17, it said, says, a friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. The definition for adversity means difficulties, misfortune, or bad luck. That is the uh, definition of that. And when something goes wrong, for a friend maybe, make sure you are like a brother, always being there for them. Make sure you are always there for them because a friend loveth at all times. You want to make sure you show your love towards him and say, listen, man, I'm sorry about what's going on. I'm here for you. And then we can turn the page, or you might be able to even see on that same page, Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18, verse 24. Verse 24, it said, a man that hath friends must shew himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. Because I did, because from what we just saw, you can't have friends if you're not friendly. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. For there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Jesus is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. He sticketh closer than any friend that there is in the world. He's right here. He's right here next to me right now, patting me on the back. He's saying, keep going, keep going, keep going. You're doing great. I'm your friend. I'm here for you. There is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Proverbs 27, Proverbs 27, 6. Proverbs 27, 6 says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. That's something to think about, huh? Back in Matthew, what did, what did Judas do? He called a master and he kissed him. Well, right here it says in Proverbs 27, 6, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. A friend will hurt you. For your, uh, a friend will hurt you for your good, but your enemy will come and kiss you. But there is nothing good that will help you that he's doing. There's nothing. He's going to be up there. You're going to be down here. You don't want that kind of friend in your life. You don't want that friend. 2717. Or 27.9, I'm sorry. 27.9, go down a few verses. It says, ointment and perfume rejoice the heart, 
so doeth the sweetness of a man's friend by hearty counsel. Instead of having the kisses of an enemy, we can have the sweetness of a man, man's friend by hearty counsel. Ointment and perfume. I think we all know those are some great things. When your hands are dry, use ointment. If you want to make sure you smell good or anything like that, perfume or cologne, they bring joy. And so does the sweetness or kindness of a friend by hearty counsel who wants what's best for you, who wants to help you. We need to be that friend. We need to be there at all times. Christ has been there for us every time. When we need help, we go to him. He helps us. He helps us at all times and never forgets about us. Proverbs 27, 17. There's a lot in, the, in, in this 17, in chapter 17. Or 27, 17. It says, Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. All right, well, iron sharpeneth iron, so that just means good, right? Well, no, not really. What ways are you sharpening the iron? There are friends out there who aren't going to sharpen the good parts of the iron. There's good or bad. You don't want them sharpening the bad parts of your life. Now, you might say, what, well, Nathan, what is a bad friend? What is a bad friend that's going to sharpen that bad iron? You don't, like, I don't want that in my life. Like, what's a, what's a friend that's going to sharpen the good iron? Well, a bad friend is someone who takes you away from what Christ has for you. He brings you down. In other words, paradidome. So that leads me to point number two. A friend gets you close to Christ. A friend gets you close to Christ. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5.14. I'm going to turn there real quick. 1 Thessalonians. It says in verse 14, it says, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men, see that none renders evil for evil unto any man, but ever follows that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. So it says, warn them that are unruly. We warn them. If someone's on a bad path, we warn them. We want to be that friend being like, listen, dude, I don't think this is right. I don't think this is good for you. I don't think this is going to go well. It's, it, 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 it's, going, to, it's going to mess you up. It's going to hurt you in the long run. I don't think this is right. You want to be that good friend. Warn them that are unruly. When he's down, you comfort the feeble-minded. You support the weak. I know after some time, sometimes a friend can be sad for a very long period of time. And they can be down for maybe small, for, may, may sound small to us, but it's big for them. It's major for them. It says comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak. And a lot of times we might be hearing it for months, and at some point we might just be like, I've been hearing about this for months. I don't, like, dude, you should be better by now. Well, no, then it says here, right after support the weak, be patient towards all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man. We don't want a bad friend. A bad friend that's going to sharpen the iron 
are sharpen the bad iron is going to be those friends that if you stick around a thief and you're hanging out with a thief all the time, you might just become a thief. You might just learn to be around him so much to start being a thief. You don't want to be around that friend. You want to be around someone who wants to help you grow in Christ. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and unto all men. Now you might say, well, Nathan, what, it, what is the definition of true friendship? Like maybe biblical true friendship. Well, these expectations include, number one, it says remaining loyal and helpful during all times and bad Remaining loyal, staying toward, towards them, even when things are down. Even when things are hard, we'd be there towards, for them. We'd be there for them at all times. Being helpful. When they need help, you bring them up. You pull them up. You, and you bring them up with you. Not to benefit yourself, but to benefit him as well. To help him in the long run. Even during good and bad times. It says, speaking the truth, even when it hurts. Sometimes when a friend's going, doing something wrong, sometimes you got to pull him aside and tell him some stuff that may hurt him, but it's going to help him in the long run. And sometimes it hurts to hear the truth. But if you want to be the good friend, you need to be there for them. And then number three, be willing to lay down one's life should they need an arise. So that's going to lead me to point number three. A friend will want what's best for you. A friend will want what's best for you. I've always had times where I've had friends in my life that have come to me, and when I needed it most, they wouldn't even know that I'm hurting. And they would come to me and say, and they would send me a text, or they would just come up to me and say, hey man, I'm praying for you. They don't even know what's going on, and they're coming to me being like, I'm praying for you. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, that was perfect timing. So it really brings joy. Thinking about your friend, thinking about him, maybe writing a note, maybe reminder to text him, make sure he's okay. You're there for him. You want what's best for him. Being a friend. Sometimes there are friends against you or are fake, or wanting to make life hard. But in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, it says, Be not deceived. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Awake to righteousness, and sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. There it is. The friends who are against you, the friends that want to make life hard. It says, be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Evil communications corrupt good manners. They corrupt you. They put you down a path that you don't want to be in. We don't want to be that friend. We don't want to lead them down a bad, narrow path. We want to lead them on God's path. We want to be that friend. And it says, awake to the righteousness and sin not. Awake to the righteousness and sin not. Remember your, uh, the people God gave you. God has given you a lot of people in our, in our lives. I know many people that God gave me, protected me, 
And I'm grateful. I'm very thankful. It says in uh, Colossians 3.13, I'm going to turn there real quick. Colossians 3.13, it says, Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Forgiving one another. There are friends that might mess up and they'll come to you later and they'll say, listen, I'm sorry, I messed up. Can you find it in your heart to forgive me? Can you find it in your heart to forgive me? I know I've made that mistake and I'm never going to forget one of my friend's responses and he looked at me and he said, I forgive you for as Christ's sake hath forgiven me. I'm never going to forget that. I'm never going to forget that. Judas treated Jesus horribly and betrayed him. But one thing that we don't see is that Jesus never betrayed him. Judas betrayed him. Jesus didn't. He stayed. And he called him friend. He loved him. He cared about him. He, did any, he would do anything for him. In the verse, he called a master. Judas called a master, kissed him. He was betrayed. He was being taken off. But yet, Jesus called him friend, despite knowing he would betray him. God was a friend. And no matter what, he called him friend. If someone treats you differently or poorly, you should probably forgive them. It says right here in First Colossians 3.13, forbearing one another. You're forbearing them. You're, 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 you know, you, you've had them in your mind for a little while. Forget and forgiving one another, even as for uh, man to have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Forgive one another. There it is. Forgive one another. The last uh, verse that I want to turn to is uh, Matthew 27. Back at Matthew, except we're going to one more chapter over. This is the part of Judas's conviction. This is when he got convicted when he realized he messed up. It says in, ver in verse 3 of uh, chapter 27, it says, Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned, and that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? See thou that to that. And he cast down the pieces of silver and departed, and he went and hanged himself. Verse 3, it says, he was condemned and repented himself. He repented. He asked for forgiveness. God forgives us. He's forgiven us at all times. He's the best friend we could ever have. When we mess up, he brings us up. And we mess up a lot. We're all sinners. But no matter what, he's always been our friend. He's always stood right here, having our back. He's always forgiving us. We're saying, I'm sorry, I messed up again. Every single day, we're messing up. We're doing something, and he's coming by, and he's like, I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. I love you. I have always loved you. I'm your friend. 
Sometimes that's the best thing a friend, like a friend wants to hear, is just to be reminded, I'm your friend. I'm here for you. Especially right now during the Christmas season. That's something to think about. A lot of people during this pandemic, even during Christmas season, we think about friends. We think about family. But throughout this whole pandemic, during the time, it tends to get a lot of very stressful because you got to go Christmas shopping, you got to do all this stuff, and it can get harder with the pandemic. And sometimes you just want a friend to come over, comfort you, to be there for you, calm down your mind, just to help you during a hard time. We have a real friend, and that's Jesus Christ. Do we want to get to know him? Absolutely, he's right here. We want to get to know him, he's right here in the word of God. He's giving it to us right here. We want to get to know him, it's right here. You couldn't ask for a better friend than God. Colin, I'll hand it back over to you. Thank you all. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.